everybody i'm your host josh and this is star wars escape pod and our fifth review of the fifth episode of the bad batch which launched today may 28th 2021 of course enough things to talk about with this episode but we have a few other subjects covered on the show with our co-host blake rangers of the new republic the cancellation there what's gonna happen what happened stuff like that as well as could Disney make a character more powerful than the Chosen One? Is that possible? And is it going to happen? Let's get into it with Blake. Another happy landing. Welcome back, good sir. Hello, hello. Good to be here as always. Always good to have you back. Actually, I need to ask you about something before we get into Bad Batch. Um, you know, the, the news was going around the internet lately like a like a wildfire that okay. Rangers of the New Republic was canceled or taken taken off active production, pre-production okay. or whatever. I'll be so honest. your thoughts on that. Okay, because I I actually haven't read any articles on that at all. I've only heard that through you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this uh, is this this it's this massive thing. It's blowing up online. At least you know, as far as my Google news feed goes, it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere. Right. And uh, you know, the last Lightspeed episode that that I dropped was was exclusively kind of all about that. But when you like hear a headline like that, because of course no details have been given. It's just yeah, all, all that's, that's been where said. I'm at. It's coming yeah. in blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, all that's been said is is this show has been taken off active production and uh, potentially could be canceled. That's it. Well, the obvious answer is it comes down to the whole Cara Dune fiasco. That's what a lot of people are thinking. I think. I yeah. mean, that's what my thoughts were too. Yeah. One, of, one of the options, at least. Well. I, I did dip into the rumor mill a bit before this, and there's a lot of talks online that she was supposed to be the main character. And the, yeah, and there's reason to believe that within Mandalorian because she's given the badge, she becomes a marshal, mm-hmm. and then marshal, ranger. It's kind of like Western America, you know, in the cowboy days. Yeah, you can see that storyline kind of taking place in the Outer Rim, where she right. would, she would be like a, a sheriff or whatever, right? Right, a ranger, right? Like like yeah. back in the old West, uh, the Rangers were uh, a group of uh, law enforcement that would they still have them? They're still Rangers now, but okay, all right, yeah. You know, the police uh, down in the states, the system that works. I have I have no idea. It's so complicated compared to our police system up here in Canada, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Rangers and uh, you watched that movie, The Lone Ranger. 
the Disney movie? I did, yeah. I got some of the Legos too. <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed that one. You know, it was, uh, I remember you got some of the Legos there because it was some of the only cowboy stuff that yeah, they had at the they time. They hadn't made cowboy themed Legos since the 90s. Yeah. And they yeah. haven't made it since Lone Ranger, so I'm glad I got some. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, it's uh, it's a rarity. But yeah, it was it was a good movie. I was actually surprised how uh, graphic it was. Yeah, you know, for for a PG thirteen movie. I'm also surprised they got away with casting Johnny Depp as a native person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love I Johnny Depp in it, but if it was made now, that wouldn't have happened. No, 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 totally not. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. even that long ago. Well, it was 2012 or something. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting news. And anyone listening out there. You know, be sure to check out the last Lightspeed episode, episode 11 of the Lightspeed sub-series. But yeah, on that topic, that's, that is my th- thoughts is that it came down to that. And there's a lot yeah. of talks that they were trying to replace Cara Dune with, with Hera. Yeah. So that was a rumor that ex- that it happened maybe two months ago or so, I want to say, is that uh, Cara Dune being a character that would no longer show up was the rumor was Hera is going to replace her in the show. Yeah, and a lot of people were actually quite excited about this. Yeah, you know? I was too. Like I like yeah. Cara Dune as well, but I think seeing a, a live action Hera Syndulla would have been pretty awesome as well. Yeah, it would have been awesome, and I think it would have segued really well out of the Star Wars Squadrons game because um, anyone who's played that will know that that Hera does show up as a live action looking figure in that game uh in the in the story uh she so- shows up twice and then multiple times through uh the comm system and uh this is you know she's a general now at this point and high up in the the new republic slash rebellion mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it would have been cool to see you know her as a replacement but then i i kind of went down into this thought of my own thinking like okay assuming that it has nothing to do with the casting characters whatever else right Assuming it has nothing to do with that, is it just possible that there's just too many shows packed into this condensed area that they're trying to build this cinematic conclusion to? Because we've talked about this before, where there's supposed to be this climax of some yeah. kind at the very end. It's a movie or a show or whatever. An, an end blending, game kind of thing. Yeah, the end game of, of this New Republic era and it's, or at least maybe a, a staple point. It could even go further. But, you know, Mando... Bo- uh, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, those are the three shows left in this time period. Rangers was supposed to be the fourth, and now that's gone. But out of the four t- titles, it's easily the weakest link. So my thoughts were like, oh, well, Ahsoka's a fan favorite character. Book of Boba Fett needs no explanation. And Mando season three, they'll never pull that. So what's the weakest link of the shows is, you know, probably no, Rangers of the New Republic. That's fair. But I also think that's the show that would have given them the most freedom to write yeah that's 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 also a thing that plays into this because i'm like it is the weakest title but there was a lot of opportunity there with that yeah. show you know like because it's not a known character really she was a, right. a, a side character who was well loved and had some great story points but she wasn't a main character it could have allowed a lot of so, good world building as well and, yeah, and a little more explanation oh, rim, right yeah 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 for some some areas a little more explanation for uh, how that I think, works with the New Republic's uh, jurisdictions and all that stuff. and Yeah, yeah the, there was a lot of opportunity there to do something kind of new and fresh. But maybe that was the issue is if she's like a sheriff or like uh, kind of like a Lone Star Ranger or whatever. 
There's probably not a lot of storylines outside of tracking someone down and getting to them. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. But I assume it was a stepping stone to something else. I I assume it would be too. And and, and this is a Disney Plus series we're talking about. We've seen Disney Plus series run as short as uh, uh, six episodes or seven episodes or something, uh, like with Falcon Winter Soldier. We've seen them go as long as as nine with WandaVision and Mandalorian with with a solid eight. So, I mean, they, they can fluctuate this, the size of these shows, right? Yeah. Uh, even though the title's confirmed, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be eight or 16 or however long episodes that they want to make it. They could have been like four and it could, it could be have been a, a series, right? A Sherlock, Sherlock style three episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could have been something like that. I mean, like, heck, we got these two useless shows on Disney Plus called Star Wars Biomes and Star Wars <laughs> fl- Vehicle Flythrough. And what has that thought, done? Anyway? I thought we were going to do a, a live commentary for those. Oh, we're going to ma- we're going to do a live commentary. I'm, let me tell you, they, they, those things need an upgrade. Those shows need an upgrade for sure. I, yeah. I put this on thinking like, hey, I'm going to watch the Star Wars version of National Geographic. Right That's now. what I thought too. I thought and it was going to be a take of like, dude, it's we're going to go into a biome and we're going to talk about like yeah, the yeah. circle of life on these planets. Or uh, yeah, and how similar the environment is to even compare it to places on our own planet or something like that, right? Like uh, anything, anything yeah. to make it interesting. And it's like, it was just an empty musicless fly through thing. It looked like the kind of thing that I would see through the viewport, waiting in line for the Star Wars uh, Star Tours ride at Disneyland. You know, look out the window, you see just vast open Hoth, maybe a shuttle flies yeah. by, some walkers on the or ground. Or if they did like a, a really chill version of of uh, like Star Tours, where you just get in the ship and it's just that in front of the ship for the 10 minutes and then you yeah, land. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but I mean, so vehicle fly through though and biomes, like those are shows, not even movies. They're, they're, classified as shows but there's like one two episodes in there i don't know if they plan on doing more if uh, they plan I, on I, doing more they really shouldn't because i feel it was, like they got poor feedback so they probably won't like they just gotta, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what they are fantastic desk savers oh yeah absolutely you know it, you know any of you guys want to screen copy those those things and throw them up as a live wallpaper like you know absolutely like when yeah you're computer goes to sleep and you can get like the patterns or whatever come yeah, up and just yeah. have that play like that'd be awesome see I, I i even saw a reddit forum where some someone was talking about where do i get a local copy of this so i can put it on my tv just have it playing all day just and in the background yeah, yeah yeah so like they have this potential there but I, I just don't know why they it's not a sit down a watch it's something no. that you just yeah. have playing you know the background or whatever. I, mean, I don't think there's anything else like it on disney plus <laughs> in a bad no. way i mean this is weird man like like it's it was like unexpected this, that's for yeah sure. there's no audio no narration just nothing it's just you sit there for four minutes and watch yeah snow trees yeah, i sat sand. down and pretty excited because i watched bad batch or whatever i'm like oh yeah. this is great and i put on this i'm like put it on for like five minutes like waiting for something to happen yeah like, yeah oh, i think this is all, all it is <laughs> all like, right well my my initial say they should have just advertised it more accurately. Yeah, they should have. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Because it it's really still does. cool. It's just, I think everyone was expecting something else from how it was told. Well, and these were blindly dropped out of nowhere, too. Like, like these just these titles came out of left field and was like, oh, we're getting two new Star Wars titles. Okay. And then all this speculation and then boom, they dropped. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's nothing. But 
there's a lot of potential there. And anyway, to back to my original point, though, they can put on a show of like two episodes and apparently they're OK with that. And apparently they're OK with episodes being five minutes long. So Rangers could have been, you know, four episodes long, 30 minutes each or something like that. Who knows? Could have been a nice little bridge between the two other shows or whatever, wherever they want to squeeze it in. They could have at this point, they could even do it as maybe the original Clone Wars was were like 50 yeah. minute shorts that just happened in between stuff. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Um, but I mean, yeah, there was a lot of potential there. I'm sorry to see the show go, honestly, even though, even though it was very, uh, I don't know. Well, let's not forget that modern day Lucasfilm doesn't leave everything completely, completely off the table. It always comes back in another form. Yeah, it, it does for I sure. Mean, I mean, we saw that with uh, with the Boba Fett movie that was canceled. Yeah, that's years exactly ago. what I was going to bring up because that yeah. was a rumor for a long time. Josh Trank was supposed to direct that movie, and then yeah. the the mess happened with Fantastic Four, and the movie got pulled two weeks before Comic Con or Celebration or whatever it was, and they didn't announce it because of that. Yeah, and uh, this is all based on very solid, unofficial confirmations that i've read online across right. multiple sources and uh, so if you know if you read enough about it like that's kind of what went down and uh it may, mainly not because of the failure of the movie 100 percent. it was also due to vastly disorganized onset moments very bad production all that stuff bad planning so you know they're like okay scrap this project um but you know the idea to have something boba fett stuck around and now we're getting a show and arguably it's going to be done by a way better group of people. I mean, the you know, setup Robert, is pretty cool. Let's be oh, honest. Yeah, if that yeah. movie took place, we wouldn't have got Boba Fett showing up in Mandalorian. No. Yeah, absolutely. And, so and you know, Robert, um, Robert Rodriguez who films or directed the episode that Boba was in, uh, went into it with the expectation thinking this is going to be the only time that we're going to see him, right? Oh, wow. Okay. And so, yeah. So if you watch the Disney gallery of the Mandalorian season two behind the scenes, he he actually talks about that. And what was a three-page fight scene in the script, he turned into a nine-minute moment in the show because he said, Boba's back. He's got, he said, this has got to be his the redeeming moment that moment. people, yeah, this has <laughs> got to be the moment that everyone's been wanting for years, right? And yeah. and he he did it in in respect for the character, but also in respect for possibly the only time that we would ever get that moment again, right? And so that's what he did, and he filmed like a previs of the whole thing to show Dave with uh, his kids and his action figures and stuff like that. And uh, Dave loved the animatic because he's like, oh, this wow. is the coolest yeah. animatic I've ever seen because you were using action figures, you know, Star Wars action figures. <laughs> That's really uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just picture yeah. like stop animation, like moving <laughs> them like, like fishing line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, it, was, it was cool. It was cool to see him talk about it. And, you know, Robert Rodriguez, I'm a big fan of Rodriguez. Is like, you know, I've really loved the Spy Kids movies growing up. Uh, I know Machete's quite popular with some some of the niche crowds out there, but... Uh, you know, for him to take on Boba Fett and do a very westerny kind of grizzled old warrior like that, like I think it's a good fit, you know. And he obviously knows what he's doing with him, so you know, bring it on, right? Bring it on, yeah, Boba Fett. I agree. Is he going to be involved in directing the Boba Fett series, the book of Boba Fett, at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's. Uh, I believe he's involved with that show. Nice. Um, okay, I'm glad because yeah. he did a good job. So I'm, I'm okay with that. He did. He did a great job. All right, so. 
yeah, that kind of that kind of wraps up some speculation there about Rangers. I know everyone's been looking forward to it, but I guess yeah, you're right. You know, it's possible in the future we'll see. I think it this will. show come back, and you know, I hope maybe it does. maybe they decided that they don't have a kids show right now for after they're done Bad yeah. Bash, so they're gonna maybe. make an animated series. Who knows? I maybe. Mean, how yeah. easy would that be? Because if it was animated, they could just actually they could do Cara Dune without the original actress, they right? They could. That's actually a great speculation. I didn't bring up in the Lightspeed episode. But yeah, that's also a possibility because if you look at all the animated shows, we've got one based in the prequels with Clone Wars. We've got one based in the originals with Rebels. And now yeah. we've got one bridging that gap with Bad Batch. Then and we've got one in the sequel. Yeah, we it. got one in the sequel era now with Re- with Resistance, but we don't have any bridging the gap between original and the sequel. So that could be a very good opportunity to make an animated show and there is rangers of the new republic could be and turned if, into an animated series and yeah. i will say an animated series if you're going to do a monster of the week scooby-doo style where you got to track someone down that would work whatever really well. it would work better as animated with a younger yeah. audience than it would judging by the title action. absolutely yeah 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 if that yeah if that's what the plan is i'd be okay with that i'd be okay with that honestly and and Hera's obviously uh easily enough to port back into animation as well i mean yeah i think if they do that they will go back to cara dune though because the only reason why they pulled her was because the actress but if it's animated that's not a problem yeah it's like i mean yeah it's not like the actress the, the it's not like the problems there should ring uh, closely to the character, right? Like, let's like, no. you know, it's like, okay, I, I, you know, there should be a moment of separating that professional side from like the in-universe character side of things. Like, yeah. I would like to see this character again, you know? No, I agree. Um, it was a very interesting character. It's a shame. Yeah, it happened, was. So. It is a shame what like, happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. We're not going to see the rest of the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, plus on top of everything, it always sucks when someone loses their job. Right. Like yeah, it just under any too. any circumstance, you know, like, you know, it, it, the whole thing just sucks. Right. And so I would like to see this character return in some form. And, you know, I, I think even the fact that they pulled production of the action figures and Lego and everything with that character in it is a little too far. Like, I yeah, think that was, that was just that was weird, to be honest. Yeah. It was just a little like, okay, so now the company's giving a cold shoulder to the character, character? that she brought to life. Like, I know. It's seriously? Like, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> weird. It's strange. I mean, it, it only harms themselves because people yeah. would have bought those toys. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and now they're just boosting the... the, the um, the scalpers in the black market. Yeah, you know? that's always the side effect, right? Remember yeah. when they said they're gonna they're gonna ban Leia in the metal bikini, yep. and then the metal bikini Leia toys just like sky oh, sky right? high, man, sky high. Those are two hundred bucks a pop now. <laughs> yep, that's always what happens, like, and they don't even look that good. I mean, like, no, it's just look at it's the, rare, right? It, well, it's it's also older. Like Hasbro's really improved their production process for these Black Series figures, and I look back at that that Leia figure, and it's just hideous. Like all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gen One was rough for sure. Yeah, it was. It was a little like, rough, but it's uh, kind of hard to remember because I think the first time I actually got a close look was at Bosk, and I think that was Gen Two or Three. Yeah, yeah, they could. Yeah, they those older ones. They've 
they've been improved drastically with the newer publishes for sure. All of them, you know, not just the layout, but you know, all the, uh, the figures, they, they, they look so much better these days, but anyway, let's, uh, let's get into bad, some bad batch here. We got, we watched episode five. This is, um, this is the one called rampage and rampage. Yeah. Yeah. And involved the batch, uh, going off, pulling a job for, uh, for, um, uh, well, they were trying to name? find this, like, uh, Sid. Sid. Yeah, trying to find Sid. I guess Sid this, this underground yeah. person who was working with the Jedi. Yeah, once upon a time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to get into it, because uh, we don't really need to explain the episode, so we, we can just talk about some of the stuff that I thought was pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So the first thing I noticed was this planet that they find Sid on looked exactly like the planet at the beginning of Mandalorian season two. Uh, yeah. So it, it looked similar. The one that they, it's funny that you bring that up because the planet that they're on is Ord Mantell, okay. which has been talked about in numerous comics. Yeah. And books I recognize and, the name for sure. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's, that's the show. That's the planet that that we find them on in the beginning of this episode. Is the one that they stay on through the length of the whole episode. The only other time that we've seen this planet in a physical form of some kind in the canon has been in the Clone Wars comic book, the Son of Dathomir Clone Wars comic that filled in the the missing Darth Maul yep. four episodes that go between season six and seven. The ones when that never he- got. The ones when that he, never got produced. Yeah, yeah, the one when he escapes from Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, that. Uh, Ord Mantell was featured there, and um, we so, also have them uh, go into Ord Mantell City, which is specifically <clears throat> where where it showed up was in Son of Dathmir issues number two and three. So what is the city that Mando shows up on when he goes into the the arena and there's the two Gamorreans fighting? Actually, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. Wait, do, you I, remember, do you remember I was what trying episode to, that was? It was uh, season two, episode one. It's right at the very beginning. I was trying to look it up, but I could not find the planet name. But it looked exactly the same as this planet. At least before it, we it does. Yeah, it. it does look pretty scummy and... Like yeah. everything's painted because when we see right. scummy in Star Wars, there's usually not a lot of graffiti. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So we're yeah, we're so we're talking about Mando Chapter Nine, the Marshal. Yeah, um, it's right at the beginning. It's the first planet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he meets the gangster Gore Koresh, which uh, was the guy that ended up trying to kill him. <laughs> right away Orkish. <laughs> he's an, uh, uh yeah an abyssian uh I, I, yeah i can't remember actually that's a i'm, I'm looking it up right now and it's it yeah it doesn't really say the planet name I, yeah i couldn't find it either i wonder if it's just unlisted uh, yeah it's it's possible for sure um you know it's it's very possible that they just didn't get into where he was yeah because the scene is so quick right so yeah uh yeah and and it was also dark so it's a little hard to see beyond yeah um the the one thing that really separates that possible uh, location compared to 
Or Where we pick up, if compared to Ormetel, is the fact that those those little creatures are running yeah, around. Yeah, I just dark. started thinking about that. So I yeah. don't know if those are on Ormetel or not, but I guess that's one way to find out. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Ormetel, pretty cool place, and uh, you know, cool to see it in animation finally. Yeah, it's been talked about a lot, so it's good to actually see it physically. Yeah, a lot of the role playing games actually take players to Ormetel. Yeah. So when we actually find Sid, it's Omega that that finds her, and the other clones are just totally unaware. Do you think that was just coincidence, or is there like a I don't know, sense man. Like, moment? Like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think there's either there's something going on there, or they her, just wanted her, her to. Senses. Yeah, or or they just wanted her to have a little bit of a larger part in this episode. Yeah, it could possibly. be that too. Yeah, because you know they gotta try and keep her relevant. In it's funny because it's like I see what you're saying, but it's that balance between trying to keep her busy so she's not useless, and yeah, having things become so coincidental that it could only be the force. <laughs> <laughs> if it, yeah, honestly, the only show that hasn't featured a force user character so far is resistance and i think he's got like the opposite of the force he's got whatever jar jar's got (laughs) yeah he's got whatever jar jar's got he's got clumsiness (laughs) is that the opposite of the force that's how it works yeah there's the force and then there's the clumsiness (laughs) he has the clumsy he's got the clumsy it's also a power dude it's a power because like no, I, mean, I see what you're saying. Like, you see Jar Jar take down a, like those those destroyer droids, like just by oh, accident man. half the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's nuts, dude. Like it's like it's a it's a straight up gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know that Star Wars miniatures game that I've got all those figures for. Yeah. So so the Jar Jar one, not only is he rare, they only made one, and he's got a an ability on there, special ability, uh, which I I forget what it is, but. It's pretty good because if you roll uh, a save of 11 or higher, anyone who shoots at you, if, as long as it's a shot, can potentially miss him and hit one of the teammates that's adjacent within so many squares and cause <laughs> up to like 40 damage or something like that. Oh, wow. Just like it's, crazy. Or, it, it's something nuts. It, it was something that was like, wow, no other like character has this in the game. 11's um, a pretty low save. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's like a 50-50 roll right there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there was, there was something I was like, yeah, clumsiness, you know, it's a real gift. It's sometimes, sometimes. It's sometimes you just need to, all you need to win the battle is some slapstick. Yeah, sometimes you just need a little, uh, a little Bombad Gungan in there. <laughs> <laughs> Bombad General. So, uh we uh, we need to go to the Zygerians and rescue this the slave child. Yep. Did you notice that this is a Clone Wars show, spinoff show, but they completely mm. remodeled the Zygerians? Yeah, they did change the look a little bit, and I kind More of than wondered. A little. It was I a kind lot. of wondered why. Yeah, I was I was wondering why they did that because the Zygerians were modeled uh, for season four of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. She isn't that long ago as far as Clone Wars. Yeah, as far yeah, as far as Clone Wars. Yeah, and it it's I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say because at this point, Clone Wars season four, even though 
I mean, we think is not long ago. To a lot of the viewers of Bad Batch, it was a long time ago. Yeah, like um, in, in reality, yes. But I'm like saying 2010 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but within the span yeah. of watching, like start to finish, it's only like two seasons back. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's possible they were just a different sub race, or, or maybe or maybe just a different species on the maybe. planet. Like, I, I don't know, a different type, you know. Because like we've seen that with Twi'leks as well. We've we've seen Twi'leks with the two Leku, the three Leku, uh, even the the four Leku or whatever. You know, yeah. there's been there's so senator has four, yeah, yeah. And then there's like Bib Fortuna, who's got the weird long one that wraps around his neck, and like you know, they're all kind of different looking. So it's possible this yeah, could have been just like fair. an offshoot. Yeah, and their eyes were a lot more cat-like as well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like our own planet, you know, like we've got quite a numerous amount of races and to an alien civilization, they might take a look at, you know, someone from here and then someone from, you know, somewhere in Asia or Africa or wherever and be like, oh, are they from the same planet? Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, species. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like everyone's got a different, different look about them. Right. And so it's possible that the Zygerians yeah, might have get- more than one. I get what you're saying, but it was yeah. different enough that I had to do a double take. I'm like, well, I had to think back, like, did we see these before? Because they look so different. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, they definitely have a slightly different aesthetic about them, for sure. Uh, Rainy is the leader of the group in this, in this group that they have to, you know, take back uh, the, the Moochie from there because Bad Batch is sent off to attack to grab Moochie and ends up being a baby Rancor. Oh, spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that was, was very surprising. That was interesting. I like seeing the baby Rancor. Uh, There's a very Rancor. tiny Rancor. Like, I'm just trying stubby, to think. Stubby to re- little thing. Yeah, because to return of the Jedi, it's like two stories tall, like as big as a building. Yeah, and, and this one was a lot faster. It was significantly. Yeah, it was just like as tall as Wrecker almost, maybe a little taller, but you know, bulky thing. He's basically the size of um, kind of a gorilla. Know. Yeah, like a really big gorilla. <laughs> yeah. 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 Moved yeah, like a gorilla like too. So there's a connection there. Yeah. And the first thing that uh really stood out to me with the Rancor when he started attacking everyone was that Connect Xbox game. Rancor Rampage. Oh, you remember man. this? I remember that. Yeah, and the yeah, episode's yeah. called Rampage, so I think this was a little bit of a homage. I, yeah, it was. I think it was actually. I don't know if it wasn't. That's just too perfect. But. Yeah, I agree. Any, so it was anyone Xbox listening? Connect. Yeah, you gotta get your hands or try this out. Maybe someone you know, a friend. Is that it's it's gonna be harder to do just because you need the connect thing. Yeah, you but need to you, connect. If you're given the opportunity to play Rancor Rampage, I highly suggest it. It's you basically just play the Rancor from this this episode. You just run through Tatooine and smash buildings and fight stormtroopers. That's right. That's right. You need a 360. You need the connect sensor, and you need Star Wars Connect, the video game. You know, brand new at the time, it was like forty-five bucks uh, or something like that. But it's a good investment, man. We've had lots of good hours. Yeah, you know, a numerous amount of hours with that one. Uh, you can pick it up for <laughs> you can pick it up on eBay for like twelve dollars these days. But yeah, that's a game that did not go up in value. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem with the Connect games is you need to connect, and no one bought them. That's 
Yeah, that's also <laughs> I think why they just did not go up in value. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every, everyone who bought a Connect who can use the game already has also it. owns the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool idea though. Just it was cool. Out. It was cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, what else you got? Well, if we want to stick to the Rancor, this is going to be jumping ahead a bit. I'm going to save it. That's probably the best thing to close on. It was the most interesting thing, I thought, so I'll save it. Yeah. Uh, something that came up again and has started to become a reoccurring thing, so I'm starting to believe that my original theory in regards to it is true, and that is that Wrecker's head is still bothering him because his, his head got hit in the second episode, I believe, and yeah. – not every episode, but it seems like every other episode, he kind of holds his head and it hurts or whatever. Actually, was it last episode? I think it was last episode when they crashed. Yeah, and he keeps on getting hit in the face, too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, this one's one before. So it was two episodes back on the planet with the electric lizards, dragons. And and you and it happened in this episode that he like, held yeah. his head. Yeah, he was holding his head again. They asked him if he's okay, and he was like, ah, it's to bother me or whatever. And so I think that's the chip. He's now struggling with the chip. And that's what my theory was, is they're going to have to use Tech's brain scanner on him when he turns against them because of the chip and remove yeah. it on him. And then that will give them an idea to go and save uh, Crosshair. Right. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I guess we'll have to see what comes out of that. But, you yeah, know, that's... that's um that's good for noticing that for sure, because uh, yeah, he does he does keep on reaching up there to and the, rubbing his head, yeah, the right side or whatever, yeah, yeah, and not in a subtle way either. He kind of like hold, you know, head in the hand, kind of like it hurts, not just like casually rubbing his scalp. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's something going on there. It's gonna, I think, probably in the next episode or two, something's gonna happen. That's my guess. Yeah, that's a good theory for sure. I'm sticking to it. We're approaching the end of the episodes that all showed up in the trailer as well. It's worth keeping in mind that, you know, sooner or later, we're going to be in open territory where we haven't seen any footage from any episode at all. And uh, the trailer for The Bad Batch was uh, prominently, I think, featuring the first probably between six and eight episodes, like footage wise. So we're soon getting to the point where, uh, you know, we, we can no longer use the trailer as like a slight view for yeah, yeah what's gonna happen kind of thing yeah 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 no that's a good point did they ever announce how many episodes they're gonna do uh yes i believe it's 16 okay yeah that's between, a lot actually more than yeah. i thought they were going to do yeah it's between 14 and 16 episodes and there was a official number uh, right point, i assume yeah. the first one counted as at least two they normally do that uh, yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that myself because the first one was just super long. And, and on Disney Plus, though, it is one thing. Right. And it's not like part Whereas, one and part two. Yeah, because Rebels, they did part one, part two. Yeah, Rebels, they split it up and then on TV it aired together. But on a streaming yeah. service, what they did was they made the first one super long and then they combined that with the same week with the Friday release for episode two. So... You kind of got 
two back to back in a way. And I guess that was their way of doing like launching the show mm-hmm. with a, with a two parter, but yeah, I don't hmm. know. We'll, we'll see what happens. So <clears throat> what It'll did you think? What did you think of uh, this finale? Like the, just the way the episode ended here with um, Bib, Bib Fortuna. Showing, showing up. up yeah i love that when you f- first see him in the uh like the hall projector or whatever yeah they kind of they do it all like sneaky just like when you first see maul and solo and you like don't <laughs> really know who it is or like snoke and yeah, they like yeah. kind of lead it off to be like this you, it, it kind of feels like it's supposed to be like this new big bad guy yeah and then it's just bib fortuna <laughs> yeah 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 and then and he comes and uh, he's not even like a threatening guy at the very no. end he just picks up his stuff and leaves like <laughs> yeah just, oh there you go here drop thanks. drops off the payment out of the way yeah yeah yeah. yeah i don't know what they were funny. trying to yeah they were trying to add some some mystery there but i don't know you, you could clearly tell it was it was him and you pointed out that he's already got the double chins yeah like what's up with that i mean like in return of the jedi he's he's like a a Slim Jim Twi'lek, right? And then he's really skinny, but I'm starting to wonder if he just has double chins. Has no, he's in Return of the Jedi. He's just got the um, he's just got a really sharp jaw and everything. And then you know, fast forward well, to the Mandalorian five years later, and they kinda, added like the, the four the four extra chins to him, kind of thing, right? There is so, kind of a chin thing going on. I just pulled up a picture, and he's kind of got this weird like frog thing. Oh Darn. yeah, I, I, okay. I guess so. Yeah, he's got. Okay, he's he's kind of he's got something there, I guess. But it's like he it's, was fat, but he got he got the lipo, but the skin hasn't retracted yet. So he's just got folds. I, if you look at screenshots from him from the Phantom Menace, though, like it's it's a little, tighter. it's a little tighter, right? And this is a this shows closer to the Phantom Menace, I think, than it is to. Oh really? Well, smack dab in between because. Because this yeah, shows okay. right after right after Revenge of the Sith, right, and there is um, there's about thirteen years between Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, yeah, thirteen years, yeah, because there's ten between Episode One and Two, and then the Clone Wars is three years long, yeah, and then now Bad Batch, right, uh, and Revenge of the Sith. So, <clears throat> yeah, so this is like. You know, you look up screenshots of yeah, Fortuna 13 okay. years ago from Phantom Menace. Return of the Jedi is 23 is it, years away. I find it funny. This is like looking up a celebrity and you're like, but they look like 10 years ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's like, Fortuna. He is a celebrity man. He's Jabba's <laughs> right hand man. That's true. Yeah. And he becomes the new Jabba. Big, yeah, yeah. Big Fortuna. Yeah, Big Fortuna. <laughs> big Fortuna. Okay, any, anyone listening that if, you, if you've seen that around, that was that was uh, coined was, here. That was coined here by Reed <laughs> on Star Wars Escape Pod. <laughs> Such you gotta a good make that into a shirt. I think you tried once. I did. It was a really crappy design. I just sketched it up and got to put it out there for our fans. Big Fortuna. That's right. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have. Do you, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think that with Bib Fortuna picking up the Rancor and it being the time frame between now and Return of the Jedi, that this is the Rancor that Luke kills in Return of the Jedi? I don't think so. Um, it's a good theory. I feel like it is. 
I don't you know what I it, it might be let's 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 just look up the name Moochie am I I'm sure it's no it's I, not him it's not him I don't think Rancor the Rancor from Turn of the Jedi had a name yeah I, I well not in the movie but in some of the some of the there that Rancor was brought up in some of the canon books afterwards because um uh, it was uh, the the rancor's name was Patisa. Okay. So yeah, so Patisa that was uh, referenced in it was either in one of the comics or in the aftermath books because they did have a series of short stories about the trainer or the the yeah. caveman guy that trained Patisa that was like off you know sorting his life out after his his lost pet kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember the story. Yeah, so so this is a different rancor, but it that was a good theory. It also would have had to have grown up pretty fast in 23 years, but um, Well, that's a long time. I mean, I've seen smaller animals grow larger in that amount of time. Like look at a giraffe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Malak Malakili. Malakili was the that's human his name. male. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually from Karelia, apparently, uh, who spent most of his childhood living in the slums of the moon Nar Shadda. Having an affinity for animals, Malakili was hired as Beastmaster of the Hut Circuses and sold into slavery. After a creature got loose and killed audience members, uh, purchased by Jabba the Hut, Malakili served as a caretaker to the creatures at Jabba's palace on the desert of Tatooine. Uh, Malakili. Yeah, so he connected very well with Patissa the Rancor and... Yeah, okay. must be another rancor. I don't know. Maybe Jabba just invests in a lot of like creatures and monsters and stuff. I guess so. I mean, I think in Roman days, for example, that was a thing. People to show their wealth would have like tigers a, and yeah. yeah, anything, right? Like anything that's really um, exotic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. And you know, and and it's important to remember all these all these. Uh, I guess civilizations or societies like in the star wars galaxy you know a lot of them are based on you know our real world historical Mm -hmm. factions right and and uh, where that inspiration comes from so yeah it's quite possible that that was uh, that that was where they were going with that but it got me wondering though because we find out in this episode that to keep a rancor docile you have to challenge it to physical combat and then beat it into submission how did Malakili do it? <laughs> I think I have no idea, man. He doesn't look like the uh, the, the beast mastering kind of guy physically, yeah. you know. Um, because I, because Malakili and the Rancor were led to believe are really close. Because at the end, he's crying over the Rancor, right? Yeah. In Return of the Jedi, so that led me to believe that they would have the same relationship that we saw with Wrecker. And Muji, right. this record. Yeah, like an adolescent kind of relationship there and then just growing up kind of thing. And yeah, I don't know. I, it's uh, it, it's hard to say. Maybe maybe he's just that skilled at what he does, right? Like, maybe. But we know gonna, they don't. say have an affinity for connecting with animals. So Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious now because something had to be done. Because we know the record doesn't respond well if you use weapons or maybe electro maybe. or anything maybe malakili has something like what ezra's going on you know force power connecting with with the creatures of the of the galaxy <laughs> maybe malakili has the potential to use the force malakili <laughs> midichlorians yeah. 
He can Malakili Metachlorian. Does everyone is secretly a Jedi? It's up on the chart. <laughs> well, we saw Anakin do uh, you know the the beast connections. Maybe that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it could be. I mean, see, I'm convinced that because here again, again, the thing is, everyone's got many chlorines in the Star Wars galaxy, right? According to Qui-Gon, life would not exist in the Star Wars galaxy without many chlorines. So my my theory about a lot of these characters, like Han Solo, for example, he's in, is insistent that it's all luck well, that he gets away with stuff half the time. But I think it's just the force, like willing, willing, yeah, willing it along, right? That's what it's kind of hinted. And Luke yeah. kind of subtly kind of hints at that, I think, just the way he responds to Han in the, later on. Right, yeah. And, and so I uh, and the reason why he's such a good pilot, right? Like it could be could be an affinity for the force of some could kind. Could be exactly that, yeah. But yeah, I mean it, it could be that you know some people are just gifted, right? Like in like in our real world, people are just gifted with certain things. It's like and someone can't always learn what someone else is really good at because they're just not good at it, right? And so it could be one of those things in Star Wars. Maybe because everyone does have many chlorines, maybe everyone's got this kind of touch to something, right? Um We'll see what happens with Omega there, because uh, you know that'll be interesting. Yeah, because your theory wasn't it that she's yeah yeah I mean her? yeah so uh, force sensitive at least something yeah. anything like that. Well, she gets more and more like Ezra all the time. <laughs> she does. <laughs> now she's got her own uh, special Although wrist, we, wrist we weapon, wrist bow. We haven't seen her uh, super jump yet into a ship, so that's true. So you know, I'm waiting for that moment, but. I don't know. Yeah, Ezra was like, it was very clearly early on and right away in the show that it's like, okay, this guy's guy's got the force, right? Yeah. Um, And, you know, in this show, I'm not so sure. They've very easily alluded that they've kind of suggested it, but also not put it on the table yet. And, um, you know, what I kind of... Maybe that's yeah. a season two thing as well, right? So it's like they don't know if they're going to do it yet. Yeah. I kind of, I also want to wind down with this question is we've hit the five episode count now and uh, we're about a third of the way through the first season. Like, what, what do you think of the show so far? I'm enjoying it. I am. I'm, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, the last few episodes have felt a little fillery i kind of want to get back to the crosshair storyline if i'm honest and yeah the uh Kaminoans. right but i know they have to kind of do some role building and uh, allow the characters to grow a bit before they can get back into that uh, yep. like i said we're only a third in so we're gonna see more for sure coming up what's gonna happen mm-hmm. but i have been enjoying it quite a lot and especially a lot of that random easter eggs and stuff that we can kind of pick out yeah. Um, how does it compare to, to Rebels for you? Because the first, I mean, Rebel season one is quite rough at times for many people going from Clone Wars onto another animated show. It can be a little bit of a, a different direction, both artistically, story-wise. It's also geared for a slightly younger audience. The violence isn't the same. The action isn't the same. But the first five episodes is kind of like we're at this point where the first five episodes of Rebels, at this point, we already had that episode where 
the Inquisitor was introduced and they'd already come face to face with the Inquisitor. And Well, you uh, could argue that that's what the bounty hunter is. Yeah. So like the story comparison of a week to week, everything, it's not arc based this show either, right? So yeah, this is the I, closest show to comparing with it. And so like... Yeah, because Rebels wasn't arc based either. It was single episodes. That's, that's right. Yeah, it was week to week. So, so like, how does it compare for you when when you kind of pit them up against each other? Are you still enjoying this one a lot more, or compared to Rebels? Yeah, I would say yes, just because I'm more interested in the timeline. So it's yeah. cool to see what's going on during this early, early, early Empire days. Yeah, but I do think you kind of this is kind of what you just touched on is I think it suffers from the episode to episode stories. I think arcs arcs are always stronger. Way stronger, yeah. That's what made Clone Wars such a great show. Exactly. Yeah, it was just so much more thorough with the detail of the story. You know, three episodes per arc. At this point in the story, we would have had one story arc and like almost halfway through another one, right? So... The thing is with Clone Wars, though, is the first season, maybe two seasons, there were one-off episodes. That's true. Yeah, and we never. uh, Well, they they went away from that with season three, but but yeah, that and and we did have one shots here and there, but uh, you know, it's tough to say. Maybe maybe by the end of the first season, maybe that's what they'll start doing. Hopefully, going forward. Hopefully, yeah, I I would hope so. But yeah, I just feel the the quality of story is higher because they have more time to tell it. Yeah, it, it totally is. Yeah, it, it totally is. And, and don't get me wrong, the, the quality of this show is still, is still, you know, is peak, right? Like, like this is um, got all the same potential that that Clone Wars had uh, as a show. It's got the same visual aesthetic and everything like that. Uh, co- you know, comparatively to those massive budget arcs, like uh, the finale of the season seven of Clone Wars, I mean, I'm well, trying to compare. That was this an entire so. entire season's budget. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Episodes. I, I'm trying to compare this more uh, with maybe like the Ahsoka arc that we saw with season seven, a little more uh, adventurous, kind of going out there, seeing new places, smaller group of characters getting into trouble and stuff like that. That's that's right. kind of what it feels like to me. But and and visually. Effects wise, lighting wise, like you know, everything is feeling really good. Quality as a show goes. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I, I'm you know, liking the characters. I yeah, think they the are getting some up. some depth. I do feel that Echo's still in the back seat, man. Yeah. Echo's still in the back seat. I want them to bring him forward and do something more with him because because uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a legend character. He's been around since the beginning of Clone Wars. Like he was in episode he was in episode five. I think it was of Star Wars: Clone Wars Season One. It was an episode called Rookies. Yeah, and he was introduced on the Rishi Moon Outpost. And isn't that actually chronologically the first episode? Uh, chronologically, no. It's it's not the first episode. It's it's one of the earlier ones, though. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I forget where it is in the timeline chronologically of that show because Clone Wars chronologically is all messed up. But it's somewhere early up there, and uh, it's. It's a, hey. it's a pretty good episode. This is a standout one. Speaking of that episode, though, whatever happened to Heavy? He died on uh, Rishi Moon Outpost. <laughs> oh, same time as like Echo got blew, blown up. Uh, no, that was a different episode. Echo Echo was blown up in season season three, and Heavy died when Heavy Heavy was around for like 
two episodes. So they had the clone cadets training episode where the whole mm-hmm. crew was training together. Yeah. And then the rookies episode where they all get sent to the Rishi moon and the only two survivors is Fives and Echo. And then we have the invasion of Kamino where Fives and Echo are promoted because they helped defend Kamino uh, to Poka City. Right. And then they become, and then later on in the show, they become they arc troopers. to be arc troopers, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, and then um, uh, Echo uh, disappears or, you know, gets blown up. Then Fives dies, and then they bring Echo back. So uh, we, we do have a What Happened episode planned to get into Echo as far as a character goes. And I think it would be a good idea to potentially, you know, even wait just another week or two to see where they go with the show, um, just so we're over the, the 30% mark. And because I'm still I'm still holding out hope that they do something interesting with them. I, I think it's going to be a, a season one issue and then it's going to get better into season two. Yeah, it's, it's also a possibility. And I, here's the thing. I would say that. They want to keep him in the backseat for a little bit because they're trying to bring Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and Omega to the front center. But at the same time, sometimes, as much as I love this show and the characters, it doesn't always feel overly balanced with those new characters. Like sometimes it's like I'm getting a a lot of Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Hunter is clearly the main guy. Like he's clearly the Rex of this show, right? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, secondary characters being the other three and then echo being kind of at the back uh as a support character almost so yeah it's i say that's a good way to describe it yeah and even just looking at the level of depth each character has that's it fits exactly what you just explained like hunter at the front and then tech and omega for sure omega okay slightly ahead so be hunter omega and then Tech, tech and Wrecker, yeah. Then Wrecker and then probably Echo. And the fact that Echo was that far back as far as character development and just overall engagement of understanding who he is. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay with that. No, I mean, he's an arc trooper, man. Like, uh, I want to see more of him in action. And he shouldn't the, be behind the guy who's supposed to be just the strong guy who has no personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they got to replace that stupid arm. Like, I mean, I'm okay with a screwdriver if it's oh, in there. But yeah. they, they got to get something awesome on there, like some sort of, like, cybernetic arm that has all these parts and moving things and – I don't know. Just just make him awesome. You know, he's an arc trooper. I'm like, willing to bet he's going to attach a, a B2 battle droid arm. That would be I, pretty sweet. Have I like brought up that cannon. arm before, but I bet there's going to be a storyline where he ends up putting that on. I think that would be, be like cool. a – are you talking one that can rotate and like change or like a permanent cannon? Well, they have, you, they have the two cannons on the top, right? Oh, I, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it's okay. like a robot hand with uh, dual blasters. Right. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah more recently, that. in the Vader comic books, more recently, Vader did that to his arm too. He lost oh. his arm. Yeah, he loses his arm in battle, and he uh, very hacky kind of welds a B two droid arm onto I didn't himself. Know that. Maybe it's they pretty awesome because it's been done. But that's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I keep on bugging you to read that series, but it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's on great. the list. I just need to it's get great. to it. So then does Vader have a saber in one hand? He's like blasting stuff with the other? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. kick-ass. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I, you know, I'm hoping that they do something really cool with, with, with Echo still, holding out hope. Every episode, every week, I'm like, come on, let's just, 
Let's bring him up to the front. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, but, you know, last episode, he was a bargaining chip. This episode, he was the lookout guy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I just like, come on. Come on. Just do yeah, something better. Shoves, yeah. Each episode, they find a new way to put him in the background. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. We gotta Maybe we got to start tweeting at Dave Filoni. Like, hashtag... Echo first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag awesome echo. I don't know. Uh, bring, uh, make, make echo awesome again. <laughs> oh, no. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, new, new, new topic, a new topic. Um, I, you know, we've had this posted in our show ideas for a little while. Can Disney make and will they make a character more stronger than Darth Vader? Is uh, something like that even possible? Well, if you go by canon, no, it's not possible because he's the chosen one. But I had it's funny because I there was a discussion of of a discussion like this that came up uh, you know, on work chat, you know, and someone was inquiring about this and. You know, clearly said it how it is. It's like Anakin got his butt whooped on Mustafar and uh, is clearly not the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy, you know, at the time of his downfall. and Different levels of power comparison, though, there, right? Because, yeah. By, because, like, from the canon side, Anakin is the most powerful force user of all time purely due to his metachlorine count. So he has the highest potential and capability. But he never reaches that. No, he never he never did. And he was bested by Obi-Wan, but part of that wasn't Obi-Wan's skill. It was Anakin's overconfidence. Yeah. And you know, this is exactly what I said too uh when I was I wasn't trying to um it's funny. He was he was clearly he was kind of poking a joke at me because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the Star Wars guy where I work. And so and so uh, he was, you, you know, throwing a bone. He's like, hey, what do you what do you think of this question? You know, like seeing if I and he dropped it. He dropped it on the chat 10 minutes before the shift was over, before the day was done. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's like 550. We all get off at six o'clock. Like, you know looking for an explanation that I can come out with in my rear end in 10 minutes like okay all right bring it on and so I basically went to this huge spiel about you know that exactly you know he's got the most potential but never made it and it was clearly his his overconfidence of it, it, even wanting to kill Obi-Wan in the exact same fashion that that Obi-Wan killed Maul right like yep. the art same the art, move. yeah the artistic a- way the 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 poetry of of him killing his master the way that his master rose to knight status with you know killing or well <laughs> defeating Maul and uh you know then he gets beat cuz Obi-Wan yep. knows it's coming Anakin and he I calls him the high on ground. It. Yeah, he calls him on. He's like, I've got the Don't high try ground. It. This is over. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, there's no winning for him, right? Uh, and he's a Jedi master. He's not gonna he's not gonna be wrong if he says that's gonna happen. So anyway, it that was that was first and foremost, I think, like the main thing uh for me. But it's it's also, I mean, uh yeah. I forgot to bring it up, but when this question was asked, I didn't even go into into like the details of Clone Wars, even though he had seen the Clone Wars, but that was kind of my main thing. And then I went into the whole thing about how even though he's not necessarily the most 
you know, powerful Jedi. He wasn't the most well-trained and yes, he wasn't, I guess, the strongest at his total peak, right? Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of, um, yeah, he wasn't the strongest at his total peak. He never made it to that potential. Uh, But as, you know, as a Clone Wars viewer, my thought always goes back to Mortis, um, thinking what like the the father said on on Mortis uh, as to, how only the chosen one can actually control the son and the daughter at the same time, right? And uh, that was a very apparent that only the chosen one can do that. And so, you know, the chosen one is like this this role that only one person ever has, and uh, only Anakin was able to do that. So even though he's not, and and also Mortis was like a magnet of the Force, like he was amplifying yeah, that's his. That's what I was going to bring up, right? Yeah. So that's on Mortis is probably. As strong as Anakin could have gotten if he yeah. had reached that, like, his yes. potential. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, and Anakin is destined to be the chosen one to bring balance and all that. But One way or another. Yeah, one way or another. I mean, the story goes that it's someone with all this potential throws that all away because he makes a, a pact with the devil to, to save his wife from his nightmares and, you know, starts him down a rabbit from hole, which is just death. downfall, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, it's something that even the best of the Jedi could not come back from. And that's how Ahsoka puts it as well. Like when she turns down the opportunity to train Grogu, you know, she said he's too old to begin the training. He, he already knows attachment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's the reasons why we can't train people with attachments. It's like I've seen what it does to the best of us. And that's what she says. Right? And she's referencing Anakin Skywalker who had this downfall and, you know, yeah. by that by and that time, she's here's here's the thing. I agree with you entirely, and I think that's exactly why there shouldn't ever be someone more powerful than like Anakin. Yeah. But can we trust Disney not to do that? <laughs> here's the thing. As much as I believe that at the moment we're going on a pretty nice straight route with these shows. Uh, it's also these type of shows, aside from Ahsoka, these shows are very much avoiding force users, right? Yep. I think when the time comes that they have to bring a force user back into the fold, they might be portrayed as somebody who has more power than what we've seen before because it's Hollywood. They got to make it interesting, right? Well, the problem is I think we're going to have the same issue as we had with the super weapons. Yeah. Bigger and better kind so of thing. The, yeah. Which so is now, not, which is not better. <laughs> no, it's, it's not interesting. No, it's not it, interesting. It's, it's power yeah. creep, right? Like any game you buy an expansion, there's power creep. So it well, always and, and, you know, and a lot of people felt that way about Ray. And like, I, I mean, I don't want to go into a whole rabbit hole about that trilogy but but it's it it, it was a issue for a lot of people yeah, including why, including me right yeah that's yeah, why a like, lot of people thought she was the chosen one because there was a story going around i think yeah. it was based on the original drafts with the wills where there is no one chosen one but the chosen one is reincarnated every so often right whenever so, the force needs balance exactly whenever there's great yeah. strife and people then thought oh then ray must be the new chosen one. And the part that also led to that is when in uh, the force awakens, when she feels that when she grabs Anakin, Anakin's slash Luke's lightsaber, she hears all the Jedi in her head. 
Yeah. And people thought, oh, it must be because she's like the reincarnated chosen one. When you also hear Anakin's voice in that mix, who says, bring balance to the force, Ray, as I once did. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's possible that that's what they were alluding to, that she is kind of the new chosen one, but they and never say that wasn't JJ's original plan, but then Ryan yeah. Johnson decided to do something else. If he, if he had a plan that is, I don't know. Have you seen, have you been seeing those articles around? He's, he, he recently responded to a comment about the <laughs> sequel trilogy and, and pretty much admitted like, yeah, I learned the hard way with making stories without going into it with a plan because, you know, Clearly, it didn't work out very well. I mean, the reviews for episode nine were pretty bad. Uh, we're still, talking about critic reviews. Yeah. yeah, I still feel it's hard to believe that at the time of writing The Force Awakens, they had no plan at all. I feel like I they know, I, at least I, a, a it's, rough, rough it's story. The, it's the most shocking part about how those movies were made is the, the, the planning process was zilch. Like, absolutely zilch. Like, they went into it being like, we're just going to make this one. And then we'll make that one. And then we'll see where it goes from there. And it's like, yeah, it, this is a trilogy. Like, you know, George Lucas sat down and wrote all the outline, at least, for all six. Or at the time, it was going to be like nine or 12 chapters. 12 at one point, yeah. Yeah, 12 at one point. And it's like, he wants he once upon a time wrote Clone Wars down on the page. Those three words. And, you know, 40 odd years later i mean now now we've got a whole animated show and everything with that and it's like you know there's no way that they they should have never thrown those drafts away man like those george lucas outlines they should have at least stuck somewhat close to them because at least it was something of a plan you know hmm. um but to go back to this chosen one thing i mean i I, don't, I think as far as star wars goes there might not ever be anyone more powerful than this chosen one figure but that's the well, thing. It, it's, yeah. it's like in canon, no, there shouldn't be. As it's right. been told to us, especially from George, there should not be. Yeah. But I think there's going to be at some point just because that's what happens. How do you think that's going to come up then on, on screen then? Because we're talking about a Force user in general. Do you think it's more likely that that'll happen in the ways of potentially telling a story of a Sith? That there's going to be someone more powerful? No, I think it's going to be a hero and it's going to be really boring. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see what happens there. I, I would rather it be a villain because that's more interesting. They have to, you know, I've been, I've been, I've had my fingers crossed for a Darth Plagueis movie for years now. Like ever since Disney bought this company, I've, I've like wanted a Darth Plagueis movie. And, and we all have, know, man. Uh, it, it's ever like ever since we heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise, the legend. Ever since we heard the legend, <laughs> you ever heard the story? Wait, is it? You ever heard the? Yeah, yeah you heard the story, the legend. legend. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. It, it the legend of, of of Darth Plagueis is legendary, and and uh, you know, there's nothing that that I would like more other than a movie like that. But the book is amazing. That. The book is amazing. I think they will at some point, but I don't know if it's going to be in the Phantom Menace era anymore. Yeah, it's possible they could just like they totally could put change it in old yeah. public or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but then, but then, who knows if that'll make any sense at all? Because Plagueis was, you know, he lived for a long time because he could rejuvenate himself and. Um, 
I don't know how long mutants tend to live for naturally anyways, but the book took place over over 200 years worth of time or something. Like it was a decently it was a long, spaced yeah, it was out. a long time. Yeah, yeah. And he cycled through Could like... Could he uh, heal himself? I thought the only person he couldn't heal was himself. Uh, yeah. Well, from death. But he could from regular wounds? I think he could rejuvenate himself in a way. Maybe he's small. I don't, he, I don't know. I, I, I totally forget. But in the, in the books, in the Darth Plagueis book, he gets hurt some way. I can't remember. And he rebuilds himself cybernetically. He's got like a respirator thing. Kind of like Darth Malak. So it says, at least on, if you just look it up through a, uh, if I, I, I type in Plagueis powers, all right, and uh, one of his powers was being able to use his new power to heal and even bring back the dead, but he can't bring himself back from the dead, right? Like that yeah. was just some, yeah. So well, I think that's dead, how do you do it, right? Exactly, yeah. So prevent death, create life, heal is kind of in there, and now we've seen actually force healing in the canon multiple times now with Episode Nine and Mandalorian. So, I mean, I can believe that he would be able to somewhat guess, rejuvenate himself. Because when Ben Solo's healed, even his scars go away. So, his right. like his whole body gets kind of refreshed a little bit, right? So, it's possible that whatever he's doing is able to kind of refresh himself. And, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool to mm -hmm. think maybe at some once maybe we'll, we'll get a movie like this in, in the future. But... That book was awesome. You know, Master, like just. Yeah, I agree. The, you saw Pelagus' Master, then you saw. Uh, the training of Palpatine. The training of Palpatine and the apprentice that he had before that, that he kind of fails as an apprentice. And then he uses him as an experiment to do all these like, you know, obsessed with eternal life. He just uses uh, his other failed apprentice to perform experiments on and stuff. Which I thought yeah, was really cool. Right. Just so Who's twisted, the, you know. The Bith. Yeah, yeah, the Bith guy. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And then it also delved into the Sithari. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. It's like because the Sithari have their own, or the Sith have their own prophecy chosen that, yeah. Uh, yeah, their own version of the Chosen One is the Sithari. Yeah, and um, you know, if anyone's read the Book of Sith out there, it's like a journal that's been passed from Sith to Sith. It's a non-canon. Uh, out in it's a non-canon in-universe book, uh, which has little comments written in there from Sidious yeah. and Plagueis and this and that. But and it is written in Arabic, so you have to translate it as you read it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, but it's cool though. I've got the Vault Edition comes out of this pyramid thing, and uh, you know it's pretty sweet. There's little comments in there from from all the Sith that you know from the movies and. Um, you know, kind of delved into the Sithari prophecy that uh, one would come and basically uh, destroy the, the galaxy. Jedi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in there, Palpatine actually believes that he's the Sithari. He yeah. actually like writes that in there. It's like, am I am must be the Sithari kind of thing because this is my this my is destiny. my destiny. Yeah, yeah. So, Very anyways. That's pretty much all the time we've got for today. Is there any last things you want to say about this episode or uh, maybe something you want to speculate on the next episode for Bad Batch? Um, I'm excited for more storylines where the four uh, clone troopers 
don't get caught and have to be rescued by a beggar for the sixth time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to agree there. It's, uh, it's something, okay, something I'm looking forward to is just going back to the crosshair um, yeah. plot because yeah like you said earlier like that's just where the interest is and yeah for sure so the, far it's like the episodes even though okay filler i feel like is kind of a it can be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because it's world building too right like it has it is it yeah. has important parts it's not yeah it's not filler. it's not useless yeah like yeah it's not useless stuff yeah. but it also in a way it's like it's not exactly the express lane to tell this story so it's a side story for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a side story, right? Yeah, for sure. And and um when you're watching a show, you know, it's like that's the kind of thing that it's nice to just like, all right, yeah, another episode and boom, but fillers are never standout episodes ever. Like they're they're just those episodes that's like, oh yeah, that happened and uh, they, they can the characters be used made from progress and the yeah, characters. They can be used for cool stuff or like tying in legends characters and that sort of stuff and bring them back into canon so like there's yeah, yeah there's cool opportunity to let them be used but they're not relevant to the main story arc right and and the one thing that i personally learned from clone wars was because arguably season one and two are a lot of filler episodes but they had so much more re- relevance later and it's very possible that with the first season of this show they could be doing that. Like they could be just building the stage to then have things later on that then, you know, have an effect from these previous episodes. And, you know, in which later on, if like, if, if the show say it got as interesting as Clone Wars did in season three and, uh, and, uh, and then people just kind of start watching it from that point onwards kind of thing, there's a lot of context that just gets chopped off and missing. Right. So, no, that's there's fair. A, I mean, yeah, I'm a good example. I keep asking these questions, like, what happened to this character? And it's always in the episodes that I skipped. <laughs> or I, I skip because I have watched them once, but I usually skip them when I rewatch. Yeah, so there's a lot of relevance with some of those, what, what we would call filler episodes, that then will later have greater consequence to the overall story. So uh, as much as we consider these filler, that's not, not necessarily used as a bad term. It's more just like, this was just one of those weekly episodes that wasn't a standout and that i'm okay with that as long as we just don't get too many of them so. yeah especially this early in a show's life where yeah. i could be the difference between season two and not so all right thanks blake for coming back on the show and thank you all you guys tuning in it's always great to have you guys tuning in sharing the show with your friends that is uh, a huge help to us as well as sending us a voicemail or email Whatever it is, all listed in the description below. Our SpeakPipe address to send in a voicemail is www.speakpipe.com slash Star Wars Escape Pod. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our email is swscapepodcast at gmail.com. Podcast is kind of our, our tag if you want to find us in anything. If you guys haven't been sharing the show with a friend, that would be the best way to help us out. We actually don't take any donations as of yet or... Uh, you know, we'd love to upgrade the gear, but that's kind of a, a personal expense of mine. So the best way to help us out in general is just to endorse the show. And if you do post it, a link to it on your social media account, uh, feel free to just tag us if we're on it. Uh, we got the Twitter and the Instagram at SW Escape Podcast. Feel free to tag us in there. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool to see. 
you know, we, we love getting the emails too. If you guys have sent us emails before, you know who you are. And uh, we'd love to hear from you again. What did you think of the latest Bad Batch episode? What do you think of the show so far? You know, we, we'd love to hear just what other people out there, other Star Wars fans, aside from us, are thinking about this brand new addition to the Star Wars canon. Let us know. We're looking forward to many more What Happened episodes on the show, explaining to you what happened to the likes of Saw Gerrera, Boba Fett, Echo, Thrawn, and many more characters coming soon to you on Star Wars Escape Pod. Look for more sub-series as well going forward. May the Force be with you guys, and we'll see you next time on Star Wars Escape Pod.